Mike Wheeler, president of Hawkins Middle AV Club. What are you doing? Hello, this is Dustin Anderson, secretary and treasurer of Hawkins Middle AV Club. Do you eat kangaroos for breakfast? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Through the Ham Radio podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ashley, and have another really awesome episode for you guys in store today. Um, and I hope you don't eat kangaroos for breakfast. I don't eat kangaroos for breakfast, but then again, I'm not Australian. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank uh, Mike, Dustin, and Lucas there for uh, introducing me. Not really officially, but, you know, getting the, getting it done on the hand radio. So, um, today's episode, I will be talking about my favorite uh, Stranger Things episodes so far. Um, going through uh, one episode uh, from seasons one, two, and three. Um, it's actually a lot... Uh, more difficult than you would think to pick a favorite episode. So I had to kind of do some any mini money mos on a, on a few of these. But before I uh, get into today's uh, episode, I just want to take the time to remind you all that there will not be uh, an episode of the podcast uh, next Friday, which is September the 17th. Um, just uh, I gotta, I'm taking a little time off. Uh, take a little breather, gotta relax a little bit, um, and, uh, also record, uh, some more episodes, um, that I have, uh, laid out for the rest of this month and October, so I've gotta really get out on that. Also, um, uh, if you don't know, I'm also a, a YouTube editor, or an editor, Stranger Things, and uh, I've got some, some edits that need to be finished and also that I need to start because their due dates or, or rather release dates uh, are coming up very fast. I cannot believe it's already September and it's almost like mid-September. Um, I mean, I don't want, really don't like, you know, for time to fly by so quickly. But, um, I mean, I'm really looking forward to some cooler temperatures. And, gosh, football is back, so that's always good. Um, so, yeah, that's um, I've got to do that. And, also, um, I'm going to be using uh, next week to kind of prep for the uh, to dumb, the Netflix to dumb event on, the, on September the 25th. Um, because, you know, I want to give you guys something special. I want to I wanna put together something special for you guys. And also, um, don't really know, uh, really what, what to really expect from it, um, other than what I would like would be uh, episode titles, a release date, like an actual release date, um, you know, a new teaser, new trailer, an official exclusive clip, um, all the above a new poster, you know, just something, uh, other than <laughs> new characters announcements. Uh, however, I, I do think we'll actually, I don't think they'll, we'll be tricked, uh, like we were in, during the Netflix geeked week. I think this is a little bit bigger than that because, um, have a feeling that 
Finn Wolfhard, Millie Bobby Brown, Gaten Matarazzo, and Caleb McLaughlin going to be talking, introducing like they they got something in store for us other than new character announcements. So I'm I want to be able to prep next week for that. And you may ask, how are you going to do that? Well, that's why I got to take next week off uh, from the podcast so that I can go through some scenarios and write up potential show notes uh, like outlines you know for each thing like what it could be potentially and I'm also working on an edit I want to make an edit if we do get some exclusive content um, that can be used in an edit um, then I will working on that so uh, again that is the netflix to dumb event which will be on all the netflix youtube uh channels like for instance here in america you know it's just the regular netflix and that will be on september 25th uh if you are like me and you live on the east coast in america it's 12 p.m noon uh eastern standard time so i will be more than likely, we watching that. It's supposed to be a three-hour-long event because it's not just they have like seventy shows. Uh, I believe they're going to be, and you know, for some reason. And I'll quickly wrap this uh, this intro up by saying this. Um, you know, I feel like <laughs> they're going to go alphabetically, um, like from A to Z. And, you know, Stranger Things obviously begins with the letter S. So, uh, we might, we Stranger Things fans might have to wait a little bit. But they're also going to be doing something for Enola Holmes 2. So, that will come, if they do alphabetically, at least we'll be able to see something like that. So, uh, you know, we might have to wait a little bit. But, hey, it's fastly approaching. As uh, as of right now, uh, that I'm recording this, there's like 18 more days left, so it's like two weeks. So I'm really excited. So yeah, no no uh, episode of Through Hand Radio podcast uh, next Friday, but we'll pick up um, after that, probably uh, depending on again depending on the Tadum event. I'd like to get an episode out by the Monday. So. All right, moving on to uh, the show today. Um, of course, I'm kicking it off with season one. And I just want to give a quick disclaimer here that I love all the episodes from season one. Um, all eight of them. Um, you know, I it's all I love mysteries. I love, you know, I, I learned to love thrillers. And uh, season one, you know, it's just, you know, really, um, it's just very iconic. I mean, not that the other two aren't good. Um, I like those two. But, yeah, I, I definitely love all the episodes from season season one. And um, this actually, it came t- down to this episode and uh, the episode uh, with the one eleven flips the van i love that episode too also because i really love the episode because mike says to his mom karen 
if anyone asks uh, where I am, I've left the country. Yeah, I love that. But anyway, for uh, my favorite episode from season one, I chose chapter four, The Body. Um, you know, Sean Levy, the exec, one of the exec, one of the executive producers of the show. Um, he always directs um, episodes three and four of um, each season, and those are kind of like the climactic episodes. And he'll also be doing that in season four. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and that's, to me, episodes three and four of each season are always when the show seems to get, you know, uh, a little bit darker, a little bit more intense. You know, really when you, when they get kind of getting over the hump, so to speak. Um, but I really chose this episode as my favorite from season one, uh, primarily because of the scene in the morgue, you know, when Hopper, you know, goes there because he has a feeling, just a, a gut instinct because he's such a good investigator, investigator or de- detective, um, that he just, he just senses that something just isn't right, you know. Um, after they found the body, um, in the previous episode, um, in the quarry. Um, and I think it's because, you know, if you remember episode two, no, it was episode three, um, the Hawkins police actually went to the quarry, you know, they searched, and the the body was there, and then all of a sudden, you know, the body showed up. And, you know, Hopper, when him and, um, Callahan, Officer Callahan were talking, uh, or Powell, I can't remember, he was, he was talking with one of his officers, and he was saying, you know, so-and-so said he jumped, like, there was a sound on that cliff that Mike jumped off, as you remember, and the officer, he was talking to Hopper, and he said, you know, so-and-so, forgot the guy, that guy's name, said that he jumped off, and he survived, and Hopper's like, yeah, yeah, right, you know, he's a liar, uh, yeah, if you, you take a jump from this height, that water's gonna hit you like um stack of bricks or something, I think. Like or you're gonna hit it like cement hitting cement. It'll break every bone in your body. It'll pretty much turn you to mush. And so I think and I don't really want to get this incorrect, but I believe in episode three when they found the body, Will's body, supposed body. There was something like they supposed that he drowned um, or that he may have fallen from one of those cliffs. And I think that's kind of when Hopper was like, yeah, something's not right here. 
Um, because Um, anyway, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so Hopper, I mean, kind of just has this strange suspicion that this is not Will's body. You know, it could be a body of someone else, but it's not the body of Will Byers. Um, <clears throat> because they looked all around there. Um, there and, and apparently that water is not very, is not very deep. So, I mean, and it's not the, the pond at the quarry is not very big either. And so someone would have had to found it. Um, so yeah, he has his suspicions and rightfully so. So, you know, he goes and, and this is why, you know, uh, David Harbour, I thought did a, did a good job with Hopper in this episode because um, you know, he goes, pretty much beats the confession out of that state trooper. <laughs> he says, yeah, they made me lie about it, you know, the government or whatever. And so then Hopper, I really like that he did not go to the lab to begin with. He went to the morgue and his well before that he learned that the Hawkins medical examiner was pretty much replaced by a state medical examiner all of it's been you know state employees now um, uh, and Hopper's like yeah something's not right with this you know if, if because, you know, the medical examiner told Hopper, he was like, look, this is Will Byers, not John F. Kennedy. You know, why would the state or why would the government need to take over an autopsy on this kid who no one really knows or really cares about, you know? And that's when it kind of piques Hopper's interest. As to what's going on. And then, you know, he finds out more information about it. So he, um, you know, at the end of the episode, he, he goes and, um, you know, discovers that it is not, it is in fact not Will's body. But I love that scene because I like how they, they didn't, let Hopper be overconfident. 
Like, yeah, I know for a fact this is not Will's body. I have, I've learned of a conspiracy. I really like how they didn't do that. Some, some, I've seen some TV shows and films where they would happen. And it's like, you know, in real life, you place yourself in Hopper's shoes. In real life, you're torn between a decision where you have a hunch that, you know, it's a risk. It's a risk you're taking because you have a gut feeling. Your gut says this is not his body. You know, I don't know if it could be a fake. I don't know. And then, you know, the other half of you, your brain is like, it could be him. And so you won't know until you cut. And um, I've never performed an autopsy, but I do like to watch a lot of um, uh, crime like documentaries and um, medical shows and stuff, and, you know, where they pretty much, uh, hypothetically cut you open when they perform your autopsy, they do start at the navel, and it's pretty deep, it's a pretty uh, deep incision, so, yeah, the fact that Hopper was able to cut Will's body open with a pocket knife, yeah, but, you know, just the way that David Harper uh, portrayed Hopper in that moment of, number one, you know, he's got a good feeling, but there's still some uncertainty. I like how he kind of paces, like, he's about to do this, because it's like, well, what if it is Will? It just cut this kid open, you know? And also, you understand, I mean, okay, we know that it wasn't Will's body after he cut the body but you had you know you think how weird that would feel before he found the stuffing you know so that's why like and also joyce in her scenes in the morgue i thought were really good um you know she's like hey he's got a distinctive birthmark and there was apparently there was no birthmark on this kid um and they don't really show that but they just show it kind of cuts to her bursting out busting through the doors and the me portrayed by sean levy trying to calm her down she's like that is not my boy and you know mother's mother's instinct there um so yeah um also, you know, if we haven't figured out by by this point in time in the season that Dr. Brenner and the lab are up to no good, uh, we definitely know it by now in this episode with the discovery of the body. And with Hopper, you know, at the end, uh, cutting open the body and discovering that it's a fake, it's filled with stuffing, and there's now, obviously, a government conspiracy cover-up going on here. And Hopper's down. Let me get to the bottom of it. Um, so those are the, the big the big moments of this episode. Then, um, I liked how John, Jonathan finally sees the light uh, after he looks 
closer to the picture and realizes that his mom is not crazy and that something more sinister is going on here. That this monster, you know, is potentially taking his brother. And and I like how he finally comes to terms uh, somewhat uh, with the reality. And uh, I really liked him and, and Joyce's interactions in this episode. Uh, also, you know, Steve was a douche in this episode. I mean, Steve is pretty much a douche until, like, episode six or seven. You know, um, it kind of, you know, takes him a while to get there. But, you know, but at least he was honest um, in, in <laughs> you know, why he was so upset about um, Nancy going to the police about Barb because he doesn't want to get in trouble um, by his parents for throwing a party while his parents were out of town. Um, and also, in this episode, Nancy, you know, really had a coming-of-age moment here. You know, she, again, I think like Jonathan, once she realized, you know, this thing is, took Barb, um, you know, she started to focus on someone other than herself. And she uh, she realizes now how serious their uh, predicament is. And that, you know, this thing is on the loose in town and it affects everyone. And, uh, and again, I say this all the time. I hate that, that Barb had to die for Nancy Wheeler to grow up and, and to mature and to realize, you know, that that little bubble that she lived in of, of perfection and, you know, eventually it would pop. And that outside that bubble is the real world. And, and, and life is tough out there. It's not all puppy dogs and, and rainbows. And so, I, again, I really hate that something had to happen for Barb, uh, for Nancy to wake up smell the music, but I'm glad that Nancy did wake up. Uh, you know, she's been a very key asset to this show ever since, and I can't wait to see her in season four. I think she's going to be even better in season four. Also, I love the cu the uh, <laughs> cousin Eleanor from Sweden bit. Um, you know, that's, it's, that's just good comedy. It's funny. Oh, who's this? L, uh, my cousin Eleanor. Oh, where are you from? Bad place. Sweden. She's from Sweden. Very cool. I mean, I just, I just love that. All right, and uh, finally, um, you know, Joyce really just on this episode. You know, her seeing Will on the wall, and it's like she's not. I mean, yes, yeah, she's crazy, but but she's actually right to be crazy, and it's just. You know, that in, in the scene in the morgue is just, you know, a mother's love, a mother's instinct. Um, just, you know, just really one in this episode. But it's like, you know, with Joyce, 
I mean, I think she loves Jonathan, but it's like something about Will. Even before he went missing, it's like there's a special affinity uh, for her towards him. Uh, a little bit different from Jonathan. It's like she tries to protect Will at, at any and all cost. Um, I mean, just a little side note there. I don't really know why. Um, so yeah, that's that's why uh, Chapter 4, The Body, is my favorite episode from Season 1. Okay, so um, my favorite episode from Season 2. Uh, season 2, I mean, I'm kind of kind of up and down about Season 2 uh, anyway, but I do have a favorite episode uh, from Season 2, and it's Chapter 6, The Spy. Um, I mean, Noah Schnapp. Yeah. Season 2 was just his season. I mean, they made up for a lot for him in Season 2. Um, like, this kid, Noah Schnapp, is a really good actor. And I hope that we get to see more from Will in, uh, in Season 4. Because, again, Noah Schnapp is a good actor. Um, but yeah, you know, he really set the tone uh, for this, for this episode, uh, when he is now, you know, in this episode, he's now officially possessed by the, by the Mind Flayer now, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the acting is just really good, um, on his part, so I'm gonna play this little clip for you here, um, but it's probably my favorite scene from this episode. Just, just the way, but well, you'll, you'll, you'll know. Okay, so uh, here's the, here's the clip. How about, uh, how about this guy here? You know who that is? Sorry, right. take your time. That's my friend, Mike. So, I mean, I really just like how he says Mike at the end of that. That always gives me chills. Because at that point, it's like, that's the mind flayer. And I always kind of, kind of wondered, and I, and I hope one day they'll get to this. I was kind of hoping they would in season three, but they never did. But it kind of always made me think after watching that uh that scene that the mind flare knows mike and i thought the mind flare would try to kill him or something and it's just uh, there's a lot of questions i have and this is one of them but um when he says that's my friend, Mike. And it's like, that's the mind flare when he says Mike there. And so again, I always kind of thought, you know, the mind flare would go after Mike. I also thought the mind flare would go after, I mean, a lot of things. And that that's why in season three, um, I'm always kind of confused as to like, while the sudden in season three, 
the Mind Flare went after Eleven. I mean, I just... It's... That's one of the reasons, you know, that Season 2 kind of is not my favorite season. Because it's like, I just never really know wh which direction it was headed. Because Eleven wasn't there. And this is not a Season 2 rant, by the way. But, you know, I'm just taking a little rabbit roll here. Season 2, for the entire season, until the very end, Eleven was off trying to find out her past and about her mother and and, and this uh, girl from the lab and, and really just trying to, I guess, find her place in the world, uh, find out who she really is, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But she, you know, she's been at Hopper's keeping her in his cabin because he knows the government is after her and he's just trying to keep her safe. And, you know, so she hasn't been there with all them. And then she goes off to Chicago and, to meet number eight and, you know, and then visit her mother. And then when she finally comes back from this odyssey, I guess you'd say, um, then... I mean, because after uh, she looked just to check on her friends back home, saw that they were in trouble. She went to help. And then all of a sudden, they ha it's like they wrote it to like be her problem. Like the Mind Flayer, who she hasn't known about at all until... Uh, episode 7, 8, and 9, she does, she does not know, I mean, she barely knows Will, barely, and it's just, just really weird, it's like, I mean, I know that Will, you know, doesn't have powers like Eleven does, but it's like, and he was possessed, I get that, but... And then season three, um, you know, I, I would have thought at the end of season three that they would have let Will get some kind of final revenge other than throwing a firework at it, to be honest with you. And, you know, it's like they completely took that whole storyline, season two of Will's and the Mind Flayer, and, and gave it to Eleven. And I, I don't really know why. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry to get off on that rant, that rabbit trail. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I kind of um, think my, the Mind Flayer uh, knew, knew Mike. And so, uh, also, Murray Bauman, you know, we saw him in episode one. Season two, didn't see him until this episode, uh, when and Jonathan and Nancy go up there to uh, spill the beans on the lab, everything that's going on and what really happened to Barbara. Uh, but uh, and you know, Nancy and Jonathan finally realized that they loved each other, had passionate feelings for each other, could not be ignored any longer and well they did what lovers in verona do and, uh, yeah murray uh 
Yeah, Murray has probably the best one-liner I think I've heard in a long time. But this is a kid's show. This is a kid's, this is a kid's podcast, so I'm not going to repeat it. But I'm sure you probably know. If you don't, just go look it up. Just go, just go rewatch this episode. And he'll see what I'm talking about. But this is funny. Because Murray, look, he may be kooky. Um, but he's actually a really good investigative reporter. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a conspiracy theorist, especially when it regards the Russians and, and the government. Um, but, um, he's not so far out there that he's not realistic. Like, when he told Jonathan and Nancy, like, I'm going to have to order this story down because no one's going to believe this. People already think I'm a nut. So, and like, and they're going to laugh you right off the front page. They're, they're not going to believe that. So he did kind of have to, uh, embellish a little bit, but he believed them. I mean, he, he, he actually, he believed them, but he just didn't think the public would. Um, but, you know, even though he was wrong about Eleven, he thought she was Russian. Um, so it'll be interesting to see in season four, you know, if there's any interactions. Him and Eleven, like, that's the one who he thought was the Russian. Um, so, yeah. Um, I liked how Max and Lucas, you know, finally came to an understanding. You know, she opened up to him. I was like, hey, it's not you. It's me and my jerky stepbrother um, who's a racist, but she doesn't tell him that. She basically says it's because, you know, his dad married my mom and we had to move here. That That's why it is. But we know that's not really the whole the whole 411 um and also, you know, in my opinion, this is this is the episode where Max officially becomes a member of the party, uh, whether Mike uh, likes it or not. But he's not there, and she and my, Max is actually proven to be um, an asset to them. Um, and I really, I really like her in this episode. Just, um. You know, Lucas being able to kind of break down that that wall of um, rebellion, I guess you'd say, in a way. Um, I think, like, she told Lucas the, Billy's problem was because uh, they had, like, his dad married her mom and they had to move to, to uh, Hawkins from California that was Billy's problem but no I think that was her problem uh, <laughs> I think it's because Max didn't want to leave California almost nowhere in town but she did want I think try to make friends but Billy kind of ruined that for her but uh, you know because we know Billy's you know the reason um, you know for his uh, I guess meanness was because his mother pretty much abandoned him 
and, and left him with an abusive dad. Uh, and so, yeah. So that's why uh, Chapter 6, The Spy, is my favorite episode from Season 2. Okay, lastly, um, my favorite episode from Season 3. I like Season 3. Um, seasons one and uh, seasons one and three are my favorite so far. Um, but um, I like you know season three is bigger. It's a little bit different. So yeah, it's sometimes I look back and I'm like, I don't really know why I like this this season so much, but I do. My, um. Excuse me. Um, my favorite episode um, from season three is chapter four, the sauna test. That's right. I got two on here that Sean Levy uh, directed, and this is one of them. And um, I really like this because of Millie Bobby Brown and, and Billy, uh, excuse me, uh, Dr. Montgomery. Um, they're on screen just being able to, the way they acted this out so well. I mean, they, they just, they just did a really good job, especially when he's choking her. You know, I read that he really like, that was like real, <laughs> like she really was, um, choked and she kind of did a lot of, improv and stuff to make that happen um but yeah i mean it's just um they really did bring the heat in the episode um well they turned up the heat to 11 <laughs> uh in this episode um and i just i just liked watching them in that scene in the sauna um when like we know um, he is fully immersed in the Mind Flayer, and now the Mind Flayer is now activated, and he, now at this moment, this is really when it changed, this season changed, because now the Mind Flayer really knows, uh, the Eleven can defeat him. She has the powers to do that. And now he wants her dead. And uh, if it hadn't been for Mike stepping up and uh, intervening when he did, Eleven uh, would have been choked to death. So, and then the other ones would probably would have died as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I give... Kudos to Millie Bobby Brown and Dr. Montgomery in this episode. Um, I also liked um, uh, the scene with uh, Nancy and Jonathan and Tom um, who again, like Will in season 2 you know, you can tell he's he's been flayed. Uh, he acts different, um, and I, I love the the camera angles with him. Like when he kicks the desk, it, it kind of shifts. 
and I took a film class and camera angles are everything because that's usually a telltale sign that something's not right. Um, so I really like that, that scene. Um, and then, you know, Will, uh, in this season, I mean, excuse me, in this episode, um, you know, did come through clutch and he's like, um, you know, Will was the one who pretty much came up with the idea of the uh, sauna test um, because he knew that's kind of how um, well, he knew how the mind flare operated and you know he's like you know what they did to me was, you know, it doesn't like heat. So they, my mom had to burn it out of me, essentially. So maybe we can do that. And then it worked. Unfortunately, you know, it didn't really work. Because, it, you know, I think I think the Mind Flayer works off of its host. And, and Will, no offense to him, but, you know, he was not a strong enough host. But Billy was. And, uh, yeah. And the Mind Flayer itself had only gotten stronger as well um, than it was in Season 2. But kudos to Will. They actually let him do something in, in this episode. Um, so I, I really liked, liked that. Um, and then how creepy at the end when you see all those, the, the citizens that have been possessed or flayed, like that was, we'll meet again, don't know when, don't know when, but I know someday we'll meet again. Yeah, that's a pretty creepy song. And I, I like, um, how they include that. They're like, it kind of sounds to me like they're all singing that song. It's, it's really creepy. But I like a creepy creepy music moment. That's why I hope in season four, if we when we go to the Rainbow Room, we'll get uh, that song um, in the Wizard of Oz somewhere over the rainbow. That would be really creepy. That, that, that would just be really creepy. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's why I like... Um, Chapter 4, The Sonic Test, from uh, Season 3. And that is going to do it for me here today um, on this episode of Through, Hammer, the, Through the Hand Bring It Up podcast. Um, remember, no uh, podcast episode next Friday, um, uh, September the 17th. We'll be back Um Hopefully with um, an episode on the 24th. And then hopefully a special episode um, about the Tadum event on the 25th uh, on the next Monday, which I think is the 27th. So um, that that's the plan uh, going ahead. So until then...
over and out.